folks. And today I want to uh, lean into a discussion that's very prevalent to church planters, especially within our network. And it's the topic of mission teams. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. The world tells us our differences should divide us. But the gospel, it has a different story. Our mission, our calling, His command, is a mission that unites every Christ follower in a way that stands out, a way that doesn't make sense to the world. Join us June 13th and 14th at SEND Conference to be refreshed and celebrate the church together on mission. A free event hosted by the International Mission Board and North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. Learn more at SendConference.com. All right. Well, welcome everybody back to the We Are Send Network podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you're listening or watching this, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Maybe even share this link or this podcast with people in your circle, your network of friends. Somebody may benefit from this podcast. Today is a great day. I'm here with my guy, Pastor Noah Oldham from St. Louis leaning into this podcast today. What's up? How you doing, Pastor Noah? Man, I'm feeling good. If you uh, people are joining us by video, they can see that I'm wearing my walk sweatshirt. Ooh. Walk Church, Las Vegas. This is Sweat. actually my power sweatshirt. Uh, I got my, my latest deadlift PR while wearing this sweatshirt. And so I just feel like I, I channel that uh, that Vegas church planning power when I'm grabbing that barbell. So I got to wear I like it. it. Bro, you you look good, man. I, I need to find me one one more of those. Those walk sweatshirts went fast, so we're gonna have to reorder those. <laughs> man, I love it. Well, I'm grateful that you're on here today. We're missing our big bro, Pastor Dahadi Lewis, as he's working on other things today. But we'll we'll catch him back on the We Are Send Network podcast soon. Today, I want to uh, lean into a discussion that's very prevalent to church planters, especially within our network, and it's the topic of mission teams. Uh, receiving mission teams from partnering churches um, and, and friends and families that want to come out and serve with you in your church plant in your city. And this also could be helpful for sending churches and partnering churches on being the ones that send mission teams. And so we mm -hmm. want to have a dual help role in this podcast where we can speak to both audiences. But I want to just throw it over to you, Pastor Noah. I know that you were also the Send City missionary in St. Louis. You're a church planting church with August Gate. I'm sure you guys were the recipient of several mission teams. Um, talk to us about the importance of mission teams Yeah, on both ends. Yeah, man, I love this subject. Um, it's so multifaceted, as we're going to see today as we discuss it. But as you said, for nine years, I got to serve as the Send City missionary in St. Louis. And so I was the only right. one for all those years that we ever had. And so all these partnerships that came in for the years, I got to I got to kind of liaison. I got to say I was kind of the, the match.com of the church planning world. I would help a, nice. uh, a church planter partner with a church, ascending, a supporting church, and, and build relationship. And I feel like why this is important is because the kingdom of God mm. is really, really big. And I think it's meant to be connected. What we see from the very beginning so of good. the church in Scripture is this partnership. You have the church in Jerusalem sending help 
when the church of Antioch gets started, Barnabas comes up, brings in Saul, does all kinds of stuff like that. And then what we see reverse later is right. the Gentile church is helping the Jewish church as they're in need. So I think there's a synergy when we do that. And so we are a part of a big family in Send Network and in SBC. And I think it keeps us connected and I think it keeps us moving in the same direction. Good. Yeah. It, it keeps us moving in the same direction, especially when, you know, for example, our church here in Las Vegas, we were blessed to have several partnering churches from Mississippi, Mobile, Alabama, Lebanon, Ohio, just different contexts mm. than yeah. our city in the West. Right. And so what was really beautiful is seeing people from the South or from the Midwest come to Las Vegas, learn a new culture, cross a culture and get in on the mission. And yeah, so there's so many advantages and there could be even some disadvantages when it comes mm. to mission teams yeah. coming out and serving. And so maybe this one podcast can be a help to church planners that are like, man, I'm about to have a mission team come out. I don't want to let them down. I want to make sure it's done well. Noah, talk to us about some of the advantages to having mission teams come out and serve. And then maybe we'll talk about oh, some man. of the disadvantages and how to to help clarify some of those yeah well i don't know if you've seen this but you know as a church planter that's been involved in, in bringing in uh, teams right. to help my church specifically uh, as well as helping others i've seen probably the greatest advantage is having all of a sudden a critical mass or having uh, more foot soldiers you, know, you got things you right. want to get done and what i would yeah. tell church planters all the time is dream about all the projects you would take on if you had more people and maybe if you even had a little bit more money so, something that's not in the normal so budget, good. something you can't do on your own. But if you could, like this is the dream list, put that list together. Let's use that to cast vision. And when all of these partner churches from around the country are thinking, hey, we want to get in the game. We want to matter, not only in Jerusalem and Judea, but Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we want to get involved in this Acts 1-8 type ministry. They right. hear about the vision you have. Man, heart and, and resources follow vision. And so um, I love bringing them in to enable my people to do the things we've never been able to do. Here's one of the big things. I love having partners come in and do all the behind the scenes work so that my people can be relationship building. If you think about it, like to pull off an mm. Easter event or to pull off a summer block party event at, at, at a high level, you yeah. gotta have a lot of people hitting a lot of details. All of a sudden, though, if you bring in all these people, it doesn't matter where they're from. It doesn't matter their cultural background. It doesn't matter if they have an right. accent that's that's weird to the people in your context. If they're doing the snow cone machine and the they're doing the bounce house and they're doing the face painting and they're setting up and tearing down, if they're doing the food, then the people of our church can be building relationships with their neighbors. They can be sharing the gospel with their neighbors. Good. And so it is such an advantage just to have more people. Because if you're a church plant and you got... 50 people in your church, 100 people in your church, and all of a sudden you get 50 more people coming in or 20 more people, man, it just frees you up to do so much more. I think that's one of the the number one advantages I've seen. Hayden, what about you, man? Have you seen any other advantages uh, to using Teams? Yeah, no, I, and I think that I, I've seen a lot of advantages. We've probably hosted nearly 20 different mission teams within wow. our five years. Um, and let me go ahead. We launched five and a half years ago, but even the year leading up to our launch, we had several mission teams come serve with us because we were really trying to lean into city engagement to build mm. presence. And let me go ahead and double click on that phrase, build presence, I think is such a key phrase. I learned that from Pastor Vance 
Pittman from Hope Church here in Las Vegas, that a lot of times if your church can just build more presence, it's still a win. You might not have led 20 people to Christ on a mission trip, but if 20 more people in your city know about your church plant and they're excited about it and the vibe and the energy was good and it's a life-giving presence, that's a win. One thing that we tell mission teams whenever they come to our city is we say, hey, let us define for you the touchdown. Let us define for you what's a win, what's a goal. So, for example, they might be saying, hey, we need to come win the city to Christ. The truth is you might not win anybody to Christ on the mission trip, but that doesn't mean the trip was a fail because for us, Mm, presence building is a win. For us, knowing God deeper is a win. For us, helping our team be able to connect relationally, still a win, right? And so I think that if, you know, one advantage is be clear on what the wins are and what the the non-wins are, the the losses are. Um, It helps you really shape what the trip could look like. Um, I I have a couple stories that are just – just game changers in the life of our church. And let me even add to a new church in our city, right? Image Church, who I referenced recently. We recently sent them out, but we had a mission team from a church plant. I'm, I'm sorry, a partnering church of ours in Texas. Awesome church called New Beginnings Baptist Church. And I remember they sent a mission team to serve with us a few years back. And it was a college group that wanted to serve with us as we were gearing up for some spring events. And the college group was led by a guy by the name of Miles and his wife, Katie, and they came out and they served so well. But one thing I did during that trip was I said, hey, I want you guys to know the kingdom is bigger than Walk Church. Here's our next church plant. And so this this group Mm. went and served with Ryan and they started to do prayer walking with their church plant. And they were going to do that with us as well. But we did. We served both churches. But God had a bigger plan. He began to call miles the leader of that mission team to the city during that prayer walk and next thing you know miles and katie moved to las vegas to join the image church planting team and so like god is doing stuff that's amazing right it's kingdom work um yeah i remember when 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 we we Mm -hmm. sent a mission trip to work with a church plant in portland that we helped plant remedy city i remember when we got there and i said hey team look the goal is to just be prayerful and be ready. And I remember we walked into a Chick-fil-A because we were bringing teachers Chick-fil-A sandwiches. And we met a couple that was walking out that liked our mission trip shirt. Come on, mission trip shirt. Have a good looking shirt. All right. Don't have a corny looking shirt. Have a shirt that might catch somebody's eye. And they said, we like that shirt. And we had an invite card on deck. And we said, man, show up to Remedy City in Portland, Oregon. That's why we're here. We're on mission. They said, man, we love to. We've been looking for a church that couple still is serving in a part of that church. And so there's so many wins and advantages to just being open and ready for a divine appointment um, when you're on mission. Pastor Noah, I, I love it. I get pumped up talking That's about amazing. it. But there's on, you know, on the other side, there could be some spiritual warfare when it comes to mission tra- mission teams and trips. There could even mm-hmm. be some disadvantages. Talk to us about maybe some disadvantages Maybe you have some practical stories of some things that could have went better. Um, What could be disadvantages of mission trips Mm. in the life of a church plant? Yeah, I think especially when we're looking at um, 
areas where there is a new gospel presence coming in and you're really trying to to develop that ministry of presence you're trying to to build a rapport you're trying to build relationship for the long haul i think that right. um sometimes we can confuse um a mission trip and that that building of planting a new church in a community with one-time evangelism projects now i'm not against one-time Good. evangelism projects um, I, I've done a lot of that. I used to go to college campuses. I've gone to, uh, when I was in South Florida, I used to go to Hollywood Boulevard and just random strangers. I meet anybody in the airport or in a rental car, I'm sharing the gospel with them. But there's a difference between that and going on a trip and just kind of shotgunning everybody because you know you're never going to see them again. And, and there's a difference between that and planting mm. the church. And so I remember one time early on in the life of our church, we're trying to build relationships in this new neighborhood just getting the word out. We're starting a church, brought a mission team in. They're doing all the behind the scenes stuff, but then they had a senior adult dude on the trip that was just a little bit more old school. Like, no, I'm going to get every one of these sinners saved in this block party. And uh, just not culturally yeah. sensitive to the environment he was in. Um, he's not fr- He's not from the area and just kind of came off a little too strong for a lot of the guests. And they kind of walked away saying like, oh, is that is that who you guys are? And um, the truth is, we believe the same wow. things wow. about the Bible that he does. We were just taking a different approach to building relationships with people uh, in that moment, and so that right. that can be one of the disadvantages. But but I think you know, had we've talked before, and you've said something really really important about getting a church plant team ready for a trip. What what's something you guys do when a team comes in to help them understand the right. context they're walking into? That's good. Yeah, we try to be clear up front with what we need and what we don't need. And so mm. I think even that has to do with the size of the trip. There's been some churches that are awesome that have said, hey, we got a team of like 40 people that want to come out. And we've had to tell them lovingly, we just don't need 40 people coming out. Most of our mission trips uh, projects need about 10 to 15 people. Some only need seven. The last thing we want to do is have people just standing around twiddling their thumbs, right? We want to be effective with our team. And so, you know, we've, we've set a, uh, kind of like a, a, a boundary line, like, Hey, we, we don't accept teams over 20 people. That's just mm-hmm. for us. Other, other places are, will do more. And that's great. We just said, we can, we can effectively steward a 20 person or less, team. So we said that right off the bat. Um, And then we also established trip goals right Mm -hmm. when a mission team gets to Vegas. What we do is we go to our ministry office and we say, okay, this is our orientation. And here's what we want you to know. Before we go any further in this trip, we have three goals. And I'll go ahead and share these goals with you right now. And they've been well received, but it, it, it clarifies the target for our mission trip. Number one, we always say is the goal is to know God. Right, this mission trip, is it for us? Yes, but is it also for you? Yes. We believe God's gonna take you deeper with him while you're on mission. If you leave here knowing God better, it was a win. We're grateful for that. We think all of this has to do with us knowing God, knowing Jesus better. The last thing any of us ever wanna hear is Jesus, I never knew you. So everything serves to that end. We say, get to know God better on this trip. Uh, the, The second, is we want to deepen relationships. We're a relational church. Help us deepen relationships with the city, right? So you might not necessarily lead somebody to Christ, but the relationship 
with us might get deeper because you came. So when you're at the block party, when you're serving with the resource center, when you're serving in a homeless ministry, wear a Walk Church t-shirt and own that thing and help us deepen the relationship because we need you to go deeper and, and have an invite card ready to help us go deeper and maybe get a phone number and pass it to one of us. And I remember a mission team once uh, was helping us build something for a VBS project and they needed to get some wood from Lowe's. Well, the guy that was helping with Lowe's at the at the store was looking for a church. They were able to help deepen that relationship. Wow. Um, the, the third goal, yeah. um, know God, deepen relationship. The third goal is bless the city. We're here to bless the city. We don't want to be a burden. We want to be a blessing. And then I go on to define, here's what, here's some things that could be a burden. If you just go up to somebody and say, hey, do you know Jesus right off the bat? They might say, do you know my name? <laughs> right? And we want to, we, we, we treasure names and people. And we, that's not necessarily how we do evangelism. We're pro-evangelism in season and out of season, but how we go about it, it may be a little bit different. So we want to bless the city. And and we don't want to we don't want to leave a distasteful vibe when it comes to the church. Mm, if yeah. you're helping with yeah. with homeless ministry, houseless ministry, if you're helping pick up some trash, if you're helping cook on a hot dog or do a snow cone stand, if you're helping out do a paint project at the school that our church is meeting at, just know you're blessing this city. That's a win. And so if you're, I, we would always say, if you're down to do those three things, know God, deepen relationships, and bless the city, we're gonna have a great trip. If you are weird about any of those, maybe we should get you back on an airplane before we leave this office. And we just had to say, okay, let's be really clear up front and and let's pray. And let's now let's pray and let's, let's be ready for that. And we've, we've had, I can't think of a negative trip that we've had, but it was, it was, I think it was a lot of it was dependent on being clear about what, what the goal was. So good, man. I love it. I, I think that and I want church planners to hear it's good to receive teams. It's good to partner in those ways. I don't want them to, so to get a bad taste in their mouth because that a bad a bad experience. I want to tell one quick story that I think is life changing. Was for me. We had a p- partner church come in that said, "Hey, we want to we want to start giving you cash every month, a certain amount of cash every wow. year." But there's one condition: wow. we want to send our junior high mission team every year and spring break. They said, count the cost. We know that that's, that's going to be an undertaking. So I counted the cost and we were really poor. And I said, yes, send them, let's do it. And so that first year came along with the mission team's going to come in. All these junior high kids, it was like 50 junior high kids and their adults. They're staying at our church, getting showers at the local YMCA. And then what we decided to do is <laughs> we're going to hit thousands of homes before Easter, advertising for Easter. And uh, we showed up one day and they felt like it was going too slow because we had these stamps. They started handwriting on the cards, just the words, you're invited, you're invited. Then I found out that one kid had a broken arm. So they gave him the job of writing you're invited on the envelopes. And he kept putting the apostrophe in the wrong place. You're invited. And he had the apostrophe in the wrong place. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how many of these went out? And they're like, hundreds went out. Well, here's, here's the other side of that story. I was so embarrassed. I was so worried. Um, Easter's in two weeks. The Sunday after they left, we had somebody check in online on Facebook and say, I'm checking out this church for the first time as a joke and a gift to my husband who grew up in the church. Ha ha, I'm an atheist. This should be fun. She shows up. I go find her because she checked in. I know she's there somewhere. I introduce myself. Yeah, they yeah, come. Yeah. 
they are deeply convicted. So good. They, they plug into a small group. They start coming every single week. It's been years now. A couple of years ago, he baptized his wife. He rededicated his life after years of backsliding. He, he baptized on. his former atheist wife. He's a deacon in the church now in a church plant that we send out. So and good. they're serving the Lord and teaching their so kid good. Christian homeschooling. I mean, and the Lord did that with the foolishness of a junior high mission trip. So all Why I got to say God is planter. Yeah. Trust him. Trust him. He'll use anything. Yeah, there's something about faith when a mission team comes out. You just don't quite know what's around the corner, who's going to talk to who, who you're going to get in front of. And hopefully they can stay for a Sunday. If you got 15 to 20 people, man, come on, that's a big day. That's right. <laughs> Champion that's right. that thing. That's good. And um, man, there's so much value and power. I love that story. There's stories. There's legit God stories that come out of mission teams. And I'm so grateful for our SBC, Send Network, and NAM family, that this is part of the culture of being a part of this big family, that sending is not foreign. Sending is familiar, right? Sending That's on right. mission. And you never quite know what can come out of these teams. So if you're a sending church or a partnering church, consider adopting a Send Network church plant, getting in touch, sending a mission team. If you're a new up-and-coming church plant, be open <laughs> to getting in and receiving mission teams and just make sure you're clear on what's an advantage, clear on what's a disadvantage. And this really could be a win for, for your, you and your church. Um, let me go ahead and close us out. This has been a great podcast. If you are listening and you want some more information, maybe you need a next step. Maybe you want to know more about what we're talking about. Hey, go ahead and text the number 888-123. Text 888123. Just text the word send network. You'll get some reply and follow up. We'll help you take your next step and get you the information you need. Always you can check out our website, sendnetwork.com. Good stuff happening all the way around. We want you to, to know about it. So till next time, God bless. Hit that subscribe button, share this, and have a great week. God bless. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.